I was planning to talk about H.R. 5 today, and I may have time to do that, but let me quickly pick up on something else that is pretty amazing. Israel is still in the plan of God. Read Romans 9, 10, and 11, and you'll see that. And then when we go to the book of Revelation, we see that Israel is center stage. You're not going to hear about the church after chapter 3. It's all about Israel. It's about 144,000 Jewish evangelists. The whole emphasis of the book of Revelation and the final chapter of human history as we know it is that God will keep his promises made to Israel and he will bring Israel to the full recognition that Jesus Christ truly is the Messiah before the Lord Jesus Christ returns. There is death, destruction, and devastation that will come at the hands of God ultimately that lead to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ with his bride, the church. Now here is what's fascinating that just now is playing out in Israel. Now keep in mind, Israel is center stage. Israel is the ultimate sign that we're in the end of the age, the end times. 1948, once again reestablished after being dispersed among the nations of the world. 1967, regaining Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. And of course, we've had the pandemic, which is global in scope. And as it turns out, Israel is probably at the forefront of having their population vaccinated. But they've come up with something which is rather intriguing in light of what the Bible has to say the world will look like before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we read in Revelation chapter 13, I'll come back to it, but let me just highlight what it says. Revelation chapter 13 is talking about the global control, the buying and selling of goods, that you are, cannot be part of the system unless you have the mark, and it's the mark of, quote, the beast the Antichrist. Now, by the way, let me quickly say that what I'm sharing with you, I'm not saying is the mark, but this is a huge, huge step in that direction. And what it comes down to is they are now promoting vaccination passports, that the only way you can be part of a given social group would be to have a passport, the green passport. It proves that you have been vaccinated or that you've recovered from COVID-19 in order for you to be able to, to be part of a group of people. The Associated Press talks about Tel Aviv, Israel, just recently. 300 people masked and socially distanced, erupting in gentle applause for the first time since the pandemic began. Israeli musician Eve Giffen stepped to his electric piano and began to play for an audience seated right in front of him. A miracle is happening tonight, Giffen told the crowd. Well, this crowd was there because they had the green passport. They had proof that they had been vaccinated or had recovered from COVID-19. Hardly a day goes by that we don't see something as, I, I consider this rather dramatic, candidly, something as dramatic as this. And again, let me make sure you understand, I'm not saying this is the mark of the beast. I am saying this is a huge step in that direction. The pandemic is global. And you can see where this could become a global dynamic. We can see the elements of this in the United States of America right now. And the technology is in place to quickly begin to demand that everyone get the vaccine and that if you don't have the vaccine, you're not going to be able to do things. You're not going to be able to travel and you're going to be ostracized. And this, again, is, is fitting the description of what we see in Revelation chapter 13. 
that the Antichrist will come on the scene, the beast, with the false prophet. And if you don't have the label, the mark, then you are not going to be able to buy and sell. You're not going to be able to function in society. This is a huge step in that direction. Now, I can hear someone right now saying, well, I've already gotten the vaccination. Did I make a mistake? Or I hear someone else saying, I'm not sure I want to get the vaccination. Are you telling me I shouldn't? You need to approach the vaccination from a medical standpoint. You need to do your research. You need to study this. You need to determine whether or not you feel the Lord would have you move forward. This is not tied to a global system yet. So this is not that you are taking the mark of the beast. I would suggest to you, you pray about it. You look into the scriptures. You prayerfully evaluate this, but primarily do so in terms of what the the science determines as to the effectiveness of the various vaccines, the potential dangers may be associated with some of these vaccines. You've got to make up your own mind. But I'll tell you what I have already discovered, that even in the body of Christ, you see how it's dividing people over whether or not you should get the vaccine. Now, we've got to get past that, but it is an uncomfortable thing, isn't it? Because we have some people that have convictions that they should not get the vaccine. Now, some people have convictions not to get the vaccine because of the control element of the government, because it is leading in this direction. In other words, the global control of the populace. And and so some people will not get the vaccine for, for that reason. And I appreciate the concern. I appreciate the conviction. If the Lord so leads you, then you need to follow through with that. There is no definitive answer where we can point to, hey, this passage says this, so you do this. We don't have that. But what I also am beginning to see is that those who have had the vaccine get a little uncomfortable when somebody else hasn't had the vaccine. And then when it comes to gathering together as the body of Christ, whether it be a small group, a large group, whatever it may be, there are people that go, well, you know, I don't know if I want to be with them. They haven't had the vaccine. And so it gets uncomfortable. I've heard a number of uh, different stories. One is of a husband and wife discussing this, and the husband said, no, I want to get the vaccine. And he went ahead and, and got the vaccine because she said to him, you've you got to make up your own mind. You decide what you think you should do. But she said, I, I'm not getting the vaccine. So you can see it can get all the way down to husbands and wives disagreeing on whether or not they should move forward. And it is rather complicated, especially when you, you begin to delve into the, the medical aspects of this and the differences between some of the, the, the way the vaccine is approached. But you've got to be sensitive to where other people are. We should not allow this to divide us. So we need to be very gracious when it comes to any exchanges that we may have discussing this. There's a lot more I could say, and we will in the days ahead, especially as it fits biblical prophecy. But let me take a moment and talk about what took place this morning, because, friends, this is accelerating things again in the direction of uh, apostasy, a falling away that is described in the Bible. And that is H.R. 5, the so-called Equality Act. Uh, this act amends the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And what it does is it now includes sexual orientation, and gender identity. Now, when you hear the Equality Act, that sounds good, but the reality is this is a way for people of faith to be put under criminal prosecution for holding to biblical beliefs. That's really what it comes down to. What does it do? Let me just summarize some of the things found in this. 
and uh, the impact they will have. And, and before I, I highlight these, let me make one quick statement. To those people who did not vote for a platform because they hated a person, that's why we're here. Do, do you understand that? We are to be salt and light, moral preservatives. But some in the body of Christ so hated a person, they ignored the platform. And this is what you get. You get H.R. 5 and a lot of other things that run totally contrary to biblical truth. The legal sanction to kill unborn innocent babies right up until the moment of birth. And really, there's also a major step in the direction of infanticide. So here are some of the things that will happen as a result of H.R. 5, should it pass the Senate, which is a big uh, discussion to say the least, and we should take a stand against it. First of all, it'll sanction abortions and any pro-life protections that exist. They're gone. They're history. It introduces explicit, and I mean explicit, sexual content in school curriculums across the country. That's where your tax dollars go. That's where your children go. We have sexually explicit material is in the curriculum. By the way, this was bad back in the 80s, but a few people realized that I wrote a book teaching children a biblical view of sex, and I was amazed at what was taking place back then, and now it is broad spectrum to say the least. This proposed law actually makes it possible for young children to decide that they are going to change their sex as if we're really able to do that. It it allows them to experiment with the possibility that if it's a boy, he experiments with being a girl. You've heard this. Now, incidentally, this came home to me because where I am sitting right now, less than a mile away, is the office of a pediatrician who has decided that one of her young sons really wants to be a girl. And it's played out in the community. It's played out in the media. It's played out when she got divorced and the husband was taking a stand against this. Friends, this has made its way down into our local neighborhoods already. And it'll be greatly advanced with H.R. 5. This is also going to allow those men who want to become female to overpower women in athletics. We've already seen it. This, by the way, this is where I think some people will begin to finally use some common sense, maybe, when it becomes obvious in female athletics that males are dominating. Maybe someone will wake up and see the reality that God made them male and female. Bottom line, that's it. God made a male, made a female. And then he said, be fruitful, husband and wife, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Incidentally, When we look at the insanity of our day, it is demonically inspired. And as followers of Christ with a biblical worldview, we've got to recognize that. In addition to this, uh, men, uh, males transitioning to female will enter girls' locker rooms. And when it comes to adoption agencies or faith-based foster care, they'll be put aside. People of faith, people who believe the Bible— We will be silenced. We will be treated as criminals. That is what's coming our direction right now as I speak. You need to speak up. Now's the time. 
Now is the time to make sure that your senators know where you stand because they are the ones that can stop this. But it is very close at this point to becoming a practical reality. Let me close with this. We are willing and we have always taken a stand on truth. We will continue to do so. And we will continue to point to the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We would like for you to join hands with us through your prayers, by listening to the broadcast. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you. It helps me to know you're listening. Because when it comes to traditional radio like this, we don't really have a clue how many people are listening. So we put a lot of effort, resources into this. We're more than willing to do so. But if we don't hear from you, then we don't know if anybody's listening. And so there are a lot of other places we can invest the time, energy, and the financial resources. So please let us know. John at LiveTheWord.org. That's my email address. And if you have a comment on this or a question on this, send it to me, please, directly. John at LiveTheWord.org.